The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 25th. In today's news... Jeff Sessions refuses to recuse himself from the investigation into President Trump's lawyer. A federal judge delivers the biggest blow yet to Trump's plans to end DACA. And Republicans barely win a special election in Arizona. But first, the big idea. Trump is doubling down on his VA nominee. The president is standing behind Ronnie Jackson's nomination to run the Department of Veterans Affairs, even as misconduct allegations continue to mount against the White House physician. The decision to fight on in defense of the nomination came hours after Trump publicly suggested Jackson should consider pulling out because of the abuse he was facing. But by late evening, Trump had huddled with Jackson privately in the Oval Office, and White House aides vowed to fight the charges. But those charges are looking quite serious. Senator John Tester from Montana, the ranking Democrat on the Veterans Affairs Committee, tells NPR that his staff has heard complaints from more than 20 current and former members of the military that Jackson improperly dispensed drugs, became intoxicated while on duty during professional trips, and belittled his subordinates to create a hostile working environment. Former colleagues tell us that Jackson's nickname at the White House is Candyman, because of how freely he distributes medications. It's a moniker Tester says he's heard as well from Jackson's associates. It also came out yesterday that a 2012 government report said the Candyman exhibited, quote, unprofessional behavior and recommended that he be removed from his post at the White House. But Jackson stayed on. In fact, he got promoted. And last night, the Trump press office released a positive performance review written by Barack Obama. Who knew presidents had to fill out performance reviews, too? The latest allegation just popped in the last few hours. According to CNN, multiple sources say Jackson drunkenly banged on the hotel room door of a female subordinate during an overseas trip in 2015. Apparently, the banging was so noisy that the Secret Service had to step in and stop him out of concern he would wake Obama. Two sources who previously worked in the White House medical unit described the same incident, with one former staffer saying it was, quote, definitely inappropriate and in the middle of the night. It made the woman uncomfortable. At the time, the incident was reported up the chain of command. The accusations against Jackson could sink what many veterans groups and lawmakers already considered a risky nomination. Senator Johnny Isaacson, Republican of Georgia, the chairman of the Veterans Affairs Committee, has called the White House twice seeking information about these allegations against Jackson. The answers do not appear to have satisfied him. The information void plunged Jackson's nomination into peril faster than any other in a series of controversial cabinet choices that have marked Trump's 15-month-old presidency. Bigger picture, this controversy threatens to further derail the agenda of an agency that has been beset by scandal for years. Remember, Trump fired the last VA secretary, David Shulkin. For the 9 million military veterans who rely on the VA for medical care, vocational training, home loans, and burial services, all this uncertainty is distressing. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. 
Attorney General Jeff Sessions is refusing to recuse himself from the active and ongoing federal investigation into Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. This means Sessions is entitled to briefings on the status of the investigation, which means Trump, who has strongly condemned the FBI raid on his lawyer, could press his political appointee to divulge sensitive information about what the feds know and what they're doing. Sessions also gets to weigh in on specific decisions by line prosecutors, including whether to pursue subpoenas and indictments. The attorney general will be pressed on his role in the Cohen investigation when he testifies before congressional panels today and tomorrow. His aides at the Justice Department promise that he will consider stepping back from specific questions in the probe if he believes they present conflicts. Speaking of all the president's men, get this. Mick Mulvaney, the director of the Office of Management and Budget, who is currently the interim director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, made a startling admission yesterday. Speaking to a group of banking industry executives in Washington, he said that when he was a congressman, he would only meet with lobbyists who donated to his political campaigns. Number two, a federal judge in D.C. ordered the administration last night to accept new DACA applications. It's the biggest blow yet to Trump's efforts to end deportation protections for young undocumented immigrants known as DREAMers. Federal judges in California and New York have previously blocked the administration's plan to end what's formerly known as the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. But yesterday's ruling, which comes from District Judge John Bates, who was appointed, by the way, by George W. Bush, is far more expansive. Bates says the decision to end DACA was unexplained and therefore unlawful. He calls Trump's decision, quote, arbitrary and capricious. And he says if the government doesn't come up with a better explanation within 90 days, he will rescind the memo that terminated the program and require the Department of Homeland Security to begin enrolling new applicants. This is yet another case of a Republican judge going even farther than his Democratic counterparts on the bench to check Trump's overreach on immigration. Last Thursday, three judges picked by Republican presidents on the Seventh Circuit beat down Trump with an opinion that used the word tyranny multiple times and blocked him from withholding money from so-called sanctuary cities. Number three, Republicans are alarmed this morning after they only narrowly won a special house election in Arizona that was not supposed to be close. The race was to replace Trent Franks, the Republican congressman who resigned last December after reportedly offering a staffer $5 million to carry his child the district went heavily for Trump in 2016, as in more than 20 points. But former GOP state lawmaker Debbie Lesko won by just five points. The Democratic candidate, Hiral Tipperninny, a doctor seeking elected office for the first time, carried 58 of the district's 142 precincts. In 2016, Hillary Clinton only carried 12 precincts. The GOP took nothing for granted here. They invested more than a million dollars in ads and get-out-the-vote efforts. Democrats didn't really invest because they saw the contest as too far out of reach, but they're stoked that the returns show continuing progressive enthusiasm and a swing toward the party in such a solidly red district. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 25th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.